You're listening to Confidently She, a lifestyle and mindset podcast for women of faith, hosted by copywriter and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. Get ready to question the beliefs that are making you question your self-worth and become Confidently She. Guys, I need to share this amazing podcast review because it it literally like made me cry. Um, I love when you leave reviews of the podcast. Like it helps me realize that one, people are listening, but it just keeps me going, man. Like this, this, ah, oh my gosh, guys, I got a new one. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have not even read this before. Ready? This girl, y'all, hand clap, hand clap, hand clap. No way. I wait so patiently every week for the new episode to come out. This podcast has been so incredible. It's got such variety, such hope, such truth. Every single episode gives me new insight, a new way of thinking about different ideas, and true encouragement. What? Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys. That was literally the first time I even read this. This is amazing. People wait for it to come out. Oh, I love you guys. I love you guys so much. Okay. Um, the one that I wanted to read, which was, ah, this is awesome. Okay. Thank you guys. And, and if you were listening to this and you're like, I love it, like leave a review and a rating. Okay. Because then other people will find it on iTunes. Like it will be more recommended, right? It's not about me and my own ego. Like, I want other women to hear this message because the enemy hates that this is even out there. So, right? All right. Anyway, the one I wanted to read is titled Refreshing. The other one was titled My Go-To. That means so much to me. Like, ugh, thank you. All right. The other one was Refreshing, okay? I love this girl. Honest funny, and so smart. Rebecca hits the nail on the head with so many issues, and I love that she brings the gospel truth to the table in everything. I have never said amen so many times while listening to a podcast. (laughs) Ha ha. She is, and she is hilarious. Thank you. I think that I'm pretty funny, guys. Um, So at least I'm sitting here like having fun recording this, but the fact that you guys think it's funny too is like a super, super bonus. Like sidebar. Okay. Uh, I love having this podcast in my toolbox. She touches on so many awesome topics. Rebecca is an amazing instrument of God, and she is a force. Refreshing, inspiring, best podcast I've heard in a long time. (sighs) That someone sees me as an instrument of God, a forceful instrument of God, is like, all right, that God is using me in the ways that I have asked him to use me. And none of this, guys, none of this would have happened if I never would have gotten out of my own stupid way. None, this podcast would not exist. My coaching business would not exist. None of this, my Instagram, I would never have the courage to post or share any of this stuff if I was still wrapped up in my own insecurities, my own doubts, my own fears that the enemy had me trapped in. This is what I, this is how God was able to use me after I stopped getting distracted 
by trying to have the perfect body, trying to be attractive to every man I met, trying to be the most interesting person in the room, trying to be the most successful, trying to be the, the you know, making the most money, being the most impressive. Like I was so distracted chasing around all these stupid things. Like, and this is what he's using me to do as a result of it. Imagine what he can do with you. I'm not special. I am from Mankato, Minnesota. Nobody cares about Mankato. Like that no one who I'm not like I'm not anyone special. But I stopped letting myself get distracted by these lies from the enemy. And God is using me. Imagine how he can use you. So many ways. He created all of us with different skills, different passions, different heart, hearts for people to, to grow his kingdom and to, to help people realize, you know, there's something different about them. What is, what is that? Oh, it's God. <laughs> so imagine the things that he can do for you. Not for you, through you. If he's doing this through me, if, if you guys are seeing this podcast, and, and I mean, this is a lot of work. Like, this is a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. And I'm doing, I mean, this is all for free. Like, it's because I'm so, I want God to use me through this. And he is. And, and the fact that it's reaching you, this is like proof that when you get out of your own way, when you stop believing the lies of the enemy, God and, and you read the Bible, you, you prioritize your relationship with God, you become so much happier, you become this, you embody this joy, and, and it, it, people notice. And that's how he uses you. So if you want to coach with me to get you to a place where you feel comfortable being used as the instrument that God wants you to be, and understanding that if you want help, apply for my private coaching or a VIP day. If the podcast alone seems like not enough, there is a very private, intensive way to work through this. Now, it's not for everyone. It is a significant, significant investment. The last thing I want to do is stretch myself so thin that the, the women I'm serving only get these fragmented, distracted pieces of me. You deserve more than that. Like, like my, my clients deserve more than fragmented pieces of me. So if you want to be my client, I only work with one woman at a time. So you apply and then we get you on the schedule and it's four months at a time. We take four months together and we figure out how God is shaping you. And we work together, like the three of us, you, me, and God, we work together to shape this. And to get you to a point where you are comfortable stepping out fully to be used in whatever capacity God has created you to be used in for his kingdom. And it is amazing. I mean, my VIP day, like I fly out to you. I, I just changed my VIP experience where it's in person. I, all, all my travel expenses are like are covered by the investment. I will fly 
to you or we can meet somewhere like if you want to make a fun trip out of it like we can meet in New York or we can meet in Chicago we can meet in Miami like or some random place like we can meet out in Napa like wherever you want to go we will meet somewhere or I will come to you and we'll work together in person for a day I'm really excited to offer this like it's going to be amazing so we care a lot what other people think of us. And I think that's the biggest downfall of women. <laughs> I mean, guys do this too, obviously, but we are very concerned with what other women think about us and how we measure up against other women. And we especially care what men think of us because that's very telling. It depends on like kind of what idols you struggle with if if you're really getting your identity and worth from love and relationships, which is very easy to do, something I struggled with big time in the past and am, God is still working on me through this. So if that's one of the big things you struggle with, you really are going to get your worth from whether or not men are attracted to you or they you know, want to spend time with you or they prioritize you, like that's going to, and and those are all really important things. Obviously, you want to have standards when it comes to how, like a, a man who's pursuing you treats you. You need to have standards, but you need to be careful not to get your identity and worth from how they treat you because they're also just people too, right? I think that it's very easy for us to put men on a pedestal and have these expectations of them to treat us exactly how we want to be pursued. Like if we go on a on a first date with a guy and it goes really well, and we're like, oh, like I want to see him again. Like, and he doesn't ask you on a second date for a while or like you don't really hear from him that much. Like we start wondering like, oh my gosh, like, was that, did, did that really go as well as I thought it did? Like, maybe he isn't interested in me. And we, we just like spin in these thoughts of maybe he's not interested in me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, maybe I totally misread that situation. And wow, like that, well, you know, like, like we just, we get in our head about it. And I think it's because we have these, we, we look up to them, right? Like, like the, the, Godly men that we're attracted to are leaders. And as a leader, we expect them to to do things almost to an unrealistic degree. And we feel like if they don't do things exactly how we would want them to, that that's a rejection of us. And it's entirely possible. I, I realized this over the past few days. Like, it's entirely possible and it's entirely probable that they are struggling too and they have insecurities too and they have things that are going on in their life too. I think that we get so selfish and and that's one of the reasons why we're so insecure and self-conscious is because we're thinking about ourselves. Like we are so freaking selfish that we are assuming that the reason this is happening is because it's something is wrong with us. Well, what if the reason he hasn't texted you, the reason he hasn't called you, the reason he hasn't set up a second date is because he 
is afraid he's going to mess it up? What if he is sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, like that was such a good date. Like, like she was so wonderful. I, I'm so excited to see her again, but I don't want to scare her off. I don't want to come off, come on too strong or appear needy or, or weak or whatever. Like, I don't know how to do, like guys don't know things either, right? Like they don't know the perfect way to do things. And they maybe have been burned in the past by reaching out to someone too soon. And then them being like, oh my gosh, you're like obsessed with me. You never know. And this is not to say that you need to keep holding on and believing that eventually he'll come around and whatever, but it's just to like extend some grace to, to our brothers in Christ and realize as much as we are struggling as women, they are equally struggling as men. I think we forget this. Stop being so selfish. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. There's another person involved here. There's another heart involved here. There's another whole set of insecurities, doubts, fears, sin. Like Satan is on the other side of this too. And he is trying to convince this guy that he's not enough, that he doesn't have what it takes, that a, a woman like her would not want to be with a man like you. You aren't man enough. That's probably what Satan's trying to tell him. Oh my goodness. Like, like, Duh, that just makes me feel for men. And I think that as as sisters in Christ, as, as someone who's walking in this with them, we are fighting this battle together. And, and the enemy is working on them just as much as he's working on us. Which is not scary because like we've got we've got God, we've got Jesus with us. But just think about what they're going through. And that doesn't mean that you wait around and you're you're just holding out, hoping that this guy finally pursues you. And it's like, yeah, obviously you have your standards and you don't want to be waiting around forever. But at the same time, guys struggle with insecurity, even if they come off looking really confident or acting really confident or sure of themselves. It's like the strongest the strongest ones are the ones that the enemy has to work on the most. They're the ones that have the enemy's attention. So just as you become stronger as, as a woman of God, this man of God who you are attracted to because he is a strong man of, of faith, the enemy's working on him too. So stop making it about you. If you are feeling rejected, if you are feeling unwanted, if, if you're feeling confused by a certain situation, remember that it's not just about you. Think about the other person involved. Think about the doubts and fears that they might be having. And extend some grace. And, and what's the harm, right? What's the harm in just assuming, well, the reason he didn't ask me out again is because he was afraid to put himself out there. <laughs> he was afraid he would come on too strong and he didn't want to mess it up with me. So he chose to fall into the sin of being passive. 
because that is like men's original sin is passivity. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam was standing right next to Eve and didn't say a darn thing when she was tricked. So that could be what's happening right now where it's like Satan's working on both of us, both of you, where you're trying to take control or you're becoming resigned to, I don't know what's going on, like I'm not enough, whatever. And Satan's working on him going, don't say anything because you might screw it up. You don't have what it takes. Don't be the leader. Don't lead. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. So it's like that's that's sin for for men is passivity. And that's what they struggle with. So it, so it's like think about it in that way. Like no one gets hurt by thinking and assuming like, oh, the reason why I haven't heard from him is because maybe he's a little little afraid. You know, and maybe you never hear from him again. That's fine. Like then you don't want to be with someone like that anyway, right? And there's a verse in Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, 25 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And when I first read this version, I was like, okay, fearing man? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, But then another version of it said, like, putting too much trust in the opinions of man. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, that makes sense. Like, like fearing what they think, being afraid of what they think of you. Like, oh no, if I do this, maybe, maybe I'll be rejected or, or whatever. It's like being afraid of their opinions, trying to, trying to be enough for them proves to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So look to God for your identity, look to the Lord for your worth, and have some grace and kindness and understanding towards our poor brothers in Christ. Like, the enemy is working on them too, and and we are called to support them. We are called to encourage them. And if you're feeling rejected or you're feeling like you're not living up to what this guy wants you to be, like in a dating relationship or anything like that, or even in your marriage, like if you're feeling like you're not, because this stuff never stops. And like, I'm not married, so I don't know. But I've talked to married people and they all laugh when I say like, I just thought that once I was married, like things would get more defined and like I would, I would just feel loved and whatever. And they just laugh. They're like, yeah, no, you're still with a human being who is imperfect. And I'm like, yeah, I suppose, you know, but that's just like the fairy tale that we've heard. And it's, it's a lie. Like happily ever after, after you get married is like, no. And part of me is like, yes. Okay. On like a mental level, I know that that's not how it works, but like on a heart level, I was like, well, but that's what I want it to be. <laughs> um, but no, but that just, that just speaks to like how highly I was idolizing relationships. Like no man is going to be able to do that. God can. And then a man can come along and like help show me different ways, different like glimpses of God's love for me. But 
a man alone cannot fulfill those things. So whether it's a dating relationship or a marriage, it's still, you're still working with a man who the enemy wants to get, wants to trick into believing they are not enough, that they don't have what it takes, that if they try, they will fail. So they slip into this passivity. Men are kind of in two areas. So, so women want to be loved and we want to be beautiful. We want to be pursued. And if we don't feel that, we either try to control it and make it for ourselves or we dry, we give up on it. And men kind of fall into the same things. They want to, they're afraid of failure. Women are afraid of being abandoned. And so if you're afraid of failure, you can either go into one of two camps. You can go into the control or the resignation. And the control is the is the scary stuff, is the, is the abuse, is the anger, is the, the scary part of a man's strength. That's one side that you can fall into, and it's very obvious that that, that is wrong. But the other side that's equally as painful, because I've felt, I've been on the receiving end of both of these types. I have been with someone who was angry and dominating and 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 using his strength to control. And then I've been with a man on the opposite end of it, which he was passive. He never tried anything. He was so afraid to fail that he never tried in our relationship. He never tried. He never tried. And that was equally as painful to be on the receiving end of because I did not feel pursued. I did not feel loved. I did not feel like I was worth him trying. So that's what our men are up against. They can either fall into this passivity of like being afraid to do anything or they control and, and they manipulate and, and they use their strength in ways that hurt. So in these scenarios, if you're in the, any type of relationship, whether it's new, instead of feeling like rejected and feeling like I'm not enough, maybe we pray for the hearts of our brothers in Christ and pray that they will trust in God for their confidence and and that they will not fall into passivity, that they will be called to, to pursue or just communicate what they want. If they don't want to, if it's a dating relationship and they want things to end, just like pray that they will, they will say that, that they will be clear, that they will step into the leadership role and end things or that they will if they if they're afraid to want something that they'll step into their leadership role and trust in God and and ask for what they want pursue what they want and that can be true in a marriage too if you don't feel pursued by your husband if you or if you feel controlled by your husband pray that God shows up for him God is God for 
our brothers in Christ just as much as God is God for us. And it's definitely not our responsibility to make sure that our brothers in Christ, you know, figure it out. It's not your responsibility. But while you are in question, instead of instead of wondering, like, what can I do to be enough, instead of taking on the blame, just try to help them out a little bit and then move on. Like, pray for their heart. Pray for God to speak truth to them so that they can be called into their leadership role, whatever that looks like, whether that's to be with you or to not be with you. And if you're in a marriage, obviously, like you want to, you're working things out. So pray that he will step into that leadership role and either let go of the need for control and learn to trust or let, or, or step up to lead and learn to trust. Either way, it's trust. We need to trust. They need to trust. And at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and what you do. So you can pray for him. You can pray for his heart. You can pray for God to work through him. And you can, and you know, God, if, if he's not going to be the leader that you want him to be, then, then I guess we're not meant to be together. Or if it's a marriage situation, like, like, show me what I need to do today to convince him that he is the leader. He just needs to, to trust in you. So don't take these things as a rejection because so often we are the only person who is, like, obsessing over ourselves. It, it probably has nothing to do with you. The fact, like, like, if it's in a dating situation, the fact that he hasn't texted you probably has nothing to do with you. And, and you're not out anything if you believe that. Now, you don't want to use that as an excuse to just, like, keep holding on and holding out for someone that, like, maybe he'll come around, like, maybe he will, but, but open hands. There are two ways to hold things. You can hold something with your hand open or hold something with your hand closed. Both ways, you're still holding on. You still have it, but are your hands open or closed? Are you attached to the outcome? How attached are you to the outcome? Because that shows you how closely you are holding the idol. This could be in, in any type of situation. This could, where today we're talking about relationships, but this could be with your career. This could be with your physical appearance. Like, how, how tightly are you holding it? Are your hands open or closed? How attached are you to the outcome? What is it going to do to your identity if it doesn't go the way you want it to? How bad are you opening yourself up to letting this break you? These are all questions you could take like an hour journaling about. I challenge you to answer some of these questions. These are not like hypothetical. These are actual questions that I ask coaching clients. <laughs> take some time to reflect on that and be honest because you can't, 
you will have zero breakthroughs if you are not being honest with yourself. So just remember, fearing man, probs, probs, <laughs> probs 29, Proverbs 29, 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but it is from the Lord that, oops, that was a different verse. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So when your trust and your identity is in the Lord, you are safe. This is not something Rebecca Biggie is making up and telling you. This is something that comes from the Bible, which is why I feel confident sharing it. So stop getting your identity in what other people think of you. Stop feeling so rejected. You are already accepted in Christ. And when you feel rejected by other people, it probably has nothing to do with you. They've got their own issues. They've got their own insecurities. They've got their own doubts, their own sins. The devil is trying to work in them, especially if they're strong. This spiritual war is real. So help your brothers in Christ fight it, even if you don't get anything as a result. You want them strong for God. Stop thinking about yourself. Confidence comes so much more quickly when you forget about what you want and you realize how little is actually about you and all the ways you can support and help other people and encourage them on their journey and realize that rejection has so much more to do with what they're looking for and what they are going through than what you have to offer. 